0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived, growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Hey there, Joe. How are you today?
0: I'm well, thank you, Richard. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. Good to be talking again after a while. So, um, yeah. uh, back into uh, Homegrown Faith, the podcast.
0: yes we had holidays
1: yeah no it's uh appreciating a break and you've got a break coming up soon so
0: yes 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 what have you been up to lately richard
1: well i was thought i would share with our listeners and with you joe uh aerating my lawn it's (laughs) it's a pretty exciting life in in your but this is this is the story joe so like okay uh When you start to own a home, which has only been recently, the last five years for us, and you get some nice grass, um, homeowners, particularly men, I think maybe women as well, but particularly men, get very interested in having really healthy grass, um, healthy lawn. They just take delight in it, and that's happened to me like everyone else. (laughs) um, I haven't gone, you know, to the real next level, but I have got as far as aerating the lawn, because apparently the little lawn um, roots like air to uh, a bit of air circulating around there would have a pathway for the water. And uh, aerating lawn is quite tricky. Um, you, can, you can use a bit of clay breaker that will help, a um, bit gypsum. You can use a kind of forky thing. But the humorous thing that I've just recently got or borrowed from a friend is a pair of lawn aerating booties.
0: Oh, my goodness. I was totally picturing you doing that, and I didn't know if that was actually a thing or not. Oh, no. gosh. <laughs> it is.
1: It is. So... <laughs> These are like uh, sandals that you strap over your regular shoes and on on the bottom of them, on the sole, are these spikes, about 15, 20 spikes or something on the bottom. And so, yeah, you put these on and just go for a little jog around your lawn, (laughs) aerating your lawn.
0: Now, I'm picturing you, Richard, you've got a grid system in how you'd approach the aeration to make sure that you have equal application of aeration. Is that
1: true? Um, yeah, well, it wasn't quite, it just wasn't a complete random run around. <laughs> it, was, it was a sort of up and down kind of thing.
0: Um,
1: and you have to sort of, cause the spikes are going in, you have to sort of lift your knees up and have quite a, like up and down sort of, So <laughs>
0: This isn't a, this isn't a front lawn activity necessarily. This is, this is a back lawn. No, activity, I, haven't, I
1: haven't yet done it on the front lawn. Um, I need to, that's on my to-do list but I, I kind of want to do it at a time when not a lot of people are around. So,
0: <laughs> oh, so uh, he, I'm picturing sort of, sort of glorified rugby cleats, like yeah, really yeah. long, longer than that, though, yeah. quite long. That's, yeah. that's what it's yeah.
1: like. You kind of sink down. And so, uh, yes, Joe, I have aerated my lawn as well as fertilising and watering a few other things, and wow. uh, I'm wandering out there every day to see... See if any more any more runners have grown, or any yeah, okay, the help yeah. of the lawn.
0: And uh, this is this is my question: Are you seeing the immediate results, or is it more like you'll see them down the track?
1: <laughs> I hopefully see them down the track. Maybe immediately. I was tempted to do it like a control section—one <laughs> that got the aerating, one that didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I just that thought, make
0: sense.
1: Oh, I'm not that interested as a, a, a true scientist would do that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Well, a story. true scientist
0: would do like a blind control. So <laughs> someone else would have to. That's true.
1: <laughs> yes. So nobody would know which was the aerated part. I mean, you can sort of tell a little bit of brought up stuff, but yeah, yeah right. science mm. and lawn care. But uh, no, I'll fill you in if there's any exciting news with my lawn joke.
0: Excellent. Excellent. How about oh, you? What
1: awesome. have you been up to?
0: Well, I have my um, second blood donation appointment in a week today. Oh,
1: great! Yeah, yeah. Great. Well,
0: that's because. How did you
1: end up I, I, um, giving blood? it?
0: Yes, well, I haven't been able to give blood for six years, and I had been chugging along giving blood for a while, and then had to stop for a period, and realised that it's yeah. back on. I'm ready to go again. So I go into um, give yeah, blood last week, and I have tricky veins. That's always been the case. And so in the past, uh, it was always like, um, on the file, it would be like senior phlebotomist required because I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> phlebotomist is someone who takes blood samples, apparently.
1: I, l- um, I love that word, a phlebotomist.
0: Yeah, a phlebotomist. So she would come along or he would come along and they'd, they'd ask me if I'd truly drunken enough water and um, put the cuff up so high that, um, you know, my hand would stop feeling good. Um, and, and then one of the last times before I had to stop... Um, I had two misses because often I'd have one miss, but I had two misses. Yep. And so I went away not having been able to give blood. Um, So anyway, six years have passed. I go in last week really excited. I had drunk so much water (laughs) in anticipation and had a really hearty meal in anticipation of donating my blood. Yep. Um, But we had two misses happen again. Oh, And so today, I know, I know, today is my last chance that if I get two misses again today, it's done forever, and my blood donation career is ended. Oh wow! Yeah, I know. So it's a high stakes day, yeah. and I have already been drinking a lot of water. Yeah, and fortunately, one of the ladies who did the needle last week for me, she was like, "Just to let you know, I also can't donate because of my my veins." And I was like, "Oh, solidarity! Yeah. <laughs> Someone yeah. who understands my plight." <laughs> so yeah. anyway, the plan is today, if possible to give my blood but who that's,
1: knows yeah that's great well i hope it works out i've actually i'm not allowed to give blood unfortunately
0: um, i have excellent
1: veins you can see them from across the room and i can yes. i can fill a bag of blood in about 10 minutes um, <laughs> but I, a few years ago i picked up some antibodies i don't know why it's, it's, oh, it's, no. and i'm O negative as well so like i'm a hero at the blood donation center <laughs> they are
0: like welcome welcome, welcome come. special person <laughs> We will take your blood every 12 weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I really looked into this and it's like, no, you can't give blood. I can give give plasma, but that involves like two or three hours at the centre and I'm just got to, that's a bit more difficult to weigh up. So,
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a pity, Richard, because you do have good veins.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) that's right. I can't hide them.
0: No, you Um, can't hide them. (laughs) Certain people just have really good veins. I would
1: lend one one to you if that was feasible. Um. Yeah, well, I hope that goes well.
0: Yes, and what have you been reading in the Bible, Richard?
1: Well, in the Bible, we have been, I've been reading in 2 Corinthians at the moment, mm-hmm. actually the last few few months, and I thought I'd share with you and our listeners how, how I read the Bible with Jen, my wife. I don't know if I've done that before.
0: No, that's um, I'm really keen to know about
1: that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're not um, uh, not on the A team when it comes to read the Bible as, as a couple kind of thing, but... We've got a little system that's been working, which I'm happy, you know, have shared to people now on and off. And that's so, like, once a week on a Monday night after dinner, after the kids have gone off and done their thing, we'll sit down together and read the Bible. And I just say to Jen, All right, shall we read the Bible? And no matter what sort of day we've had, and she'll, you know, 99% of the time it says, Yep, let's do it. Um, and uh, we, we uh, sit down on the sofa. We use a little guide, a booklet to devotion, something like that. Uh, at the moment, we're using the Time with God booklet on 2 Corinthians, uh, which uh, which our church, Hunter Bible Church, releases. I didn't actually write this one, so it's, um, uh, it's totally fine. Although, if I had written it, it probably wouldn't have made a big difference. But we use a little booklet just because it's a it uh, takes the stress out a little bit. If someone else is asking the questions,
0: Yes, it's not one or the other of you asking a question of each other. Yeah,
1: like if I'm asking a question, it's a bit patronising or silly or mm-hmm. it increases the stress. So we've got other people writing the questions, and if they're good or bad questions, it doesn't matter. We just go, oh, that's, I don't get that question. Let's move on. Well, that's a good question. And so um, we read the Bible. We look at a few of the questions. We uh, discuss really looking only about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and then um, I'll lead us in a prayer, either using a prayer suggestion or or just ask Jen, what can I pray for for her? And, um, yeah, we read the Bible together. And uh, I think that's been good. It's not like we have, like, massive revelations every time about (laughs) what we've learned in the Bible, but it's kind of a course correction. It sets the tone, sets the agenda. Um, And so, yes, we have continued doing that and... uh, you know, recommend it to other couples as we speak, that sort of strategy.
0: Yeah, I, like, I like that, Richard. And I think it is is—it is that thing. I do often hear from couples that sometimes reading the Bible can either have seasons or it's just difficult in general, mm. um, particularly in what you were mentioning about how to do it in a way that is is low stress and achievable. Mm. Mm. And it sounds like you've worked really hard at making it something that you can do regularly um, and enjoy yeah yeah the part of day-to-day life that's great
1: yeah we used to uh attach a nice dessert to it bring a nice dessert along
0: to make it a bit
1: special and a bit motivating but um we're trying to be more healthy and so (laughs) we've we've let that bit go (laughs) Mostly. <laughs> I wanted to
0: make a cringy joke about the dessert. The dessert is the word of the Lord in its sweetness, but <laughs> I I went there anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. That's what we need. So um, very briefly, yeah, from 2 Corinthians 6, uh, I've just loved these three verses, uh, verse 11. Paul speaking here, he says, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and have opened that wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fear exchange, I speak as to my children. Open wide your hearts also. And uh, I just, I think what I enjoyed from this verse is just seeing Paul as a very warm and open-hearted guy. Um, the particular question on this reading from our Time with God booklet says, Paul was certainly an intellectual bloke. What else do we learn about him in verses 11 to 13? <laughs> I thought that was a great question. Intellectual bloke, true, as in, he, 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 you know, knew a lot. But, yes, from verse 11 to 13, we see uh, emotional, warm, open-hearted, generous. And, um, yeah, just I, know, I think that helped um, yeah. uh, expand my thinking about who Paul was and I think will help me read the rest of his writings with just a bigger picture. Yeah, mm. picturing him as this warm-hearted guy.
0: Mm. And even I, I love that he uses the word... Um, speaking as to his children, that spiritual parenting relationship. Yeah. It's not just an intellectual, yeah, that's great. Mm, Mm. That's good. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, Joe, what have you been thinking about ministry-wise? Well,
0: I've been thinking about, um, I think, having a break away from doing regular face-to-face church, like all-in church, Mm. has made me really come to appreciate how you bump into people at church and... The opportunity that is, and yeah. I've really missed the bump. You know, you just you're yeah. sitting there, and you get up, and oh, hi, and you start talking. and And I've always loved that the conversation after church goes straight to Jesus. Mm. And um, so I had a, a few people over for dinner, and I thought, okay, well, I want to talk about Jesus because we've gotten to, we haven't gotten together all of us. For six months because we're not all in the same growth group and so we're not doing hub church together. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, how do we get straight to Jesus? And I literally just said, <laughs> well, girls, we're all Christians. Let's talk about how we became Christians. Oh, and great. that was the way I did it. But I thought I wanted to know how you do it, Richard. How do you get straight to Jesus in your conversations with people? Um, how do you make that something that's just really part of your day-to-day?
1: Mm, yeah. Well, I'm still processing what you're saying uh, your idea that was great, Joe. Just just launching right in there.
0: Well, I feel like it's sort of it's funny because as Christians, sometimes we can spend all our time talking about nothing important, and I I am tempted to that too. But what I really need and what I want from other people is to hear how God's at work in their life or has been at work in their life over the long term.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: that's what makes. And one of the videos from Anna and Dave on hbc online a while ago about hospitality about mm. praying together at the end of a hang a catch-up and at someone's house like spending time together talking about real things and then praying together really mm. inspired me so i've been trying to think about how do you make just the regular interactions of church really about jesus rather than about what you're watching on tv and what what your house is like
1: yeah yeah um yeah now I th- well i think for me in my interactions i'm feel like the guy if i'm, speaking to guys, I'm um, maybe the case with girls as well, people cope all right with sudden topic changes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I find it works okay to talk to a guy about, or talk to someone about what they've been up to, how was their weekend, and then just make the jump. Just slightly. And mm. for me, the questions in my kit bag are things like, um, so how are you going spiritually at the moment? Mm. Uh, How's your walk with Jesus been? Mm. Um, what are you reading in the Bible at the moment? Mm. Um, uh, yeah, they're some of the main three. And I people,
0: also ask hmm. – oh, sorry, you go.
1: Oh, I will just going to finish. And people answer in different ways. Mm. We, they're all very open questions, most of them. Uh, and, yeah, sometimes people talk about their Bible reading. Sometimes people talk about their prayer and uh, – but, yeah, the, the, the topic shift seems to be fine. Um, mm. I don't know if that's just because I'm a pastor or just because people were themselves keen to talk about that sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, I normally am uh, okay to jump pretty, have that topic shift and, and get into it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I've also been asking what have you been thinking about Jesus lately mm. um, because often if I ask what have you been reading in the Bible, it ends up a conversation about feeling guilty about not reading as much Bible as they want to, even yeah. if they're regularly yes. reading
1: Bible. Or Yeah, you know, it's that's I true. Haven't, I
0: haven't I haven't, you know, whether they're coming to the scriptures with the heart of learning or if it's just a tick box, that's where the conversation will go most of the time. And I yeah. think, oh, I don't want to have that conversation. I want to talk about I wanna start with a conversation about God. Yeah. You know, active, active yeah. action actions. But um I might go back to it. I might retry it. I think I just got a bit I wanted to hear more about God than other things. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm wondering, like, so I do, I do think you and I, with the we can we can get away with it. <laughs> and so I'm really interested in because we're pastors, people expect that of us. Mm. But I'd really love for a church to have a culture of any church to have a culture of, um, like, oh, we've talked a little bit about that. I would naturally change the topic to, so what have you been doing, or how have you been? Yeah. In? instead it be where are you want about about Jesus like how's your relationship with Jesus or like the questions you suggested yeah like, how do you think that happens do you think
1: oh i don't know hmm yeah i think a a, a concern across the whole community about um, hmm. following Jesus together hmm. so a question like um, yeah as we share you say uh, you say as you share something about your life you you, you talk something about from a, on the spiritual side of church or mm. growth group, and then ask someone, "How are they finding being a Christian at the moment?"
0: Mm. Or actually, something you just said prompted a thought in me. It's almost like that moment where you might be you might be sitting down talking to someone at church or a growth group, and they mention something in life, and you say, "Oh, what's that meant for you you walk with Jesus?" Where hmm. you immediately try to bring what you're talking about into a, it's just normal to 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 bring that into the spiritual discussion as well yeah. um hmm. okay i just wanted to talk about that because i feel like it's been something i was at the, um the mts recruit conference and yeah. i noticed all the opportunities you have when you're just sitting together mm. and i missed them and i loved just talking about jesus a lot yeah, um, yeah anyone and so thought it'd be good to hear your wisdom <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah great chatting with you joe
0: Mm. We will have to hang up now. We've run out of time.
1: Run out of time, all mm. that with your blood donation and holidays, and I'll talk to you in a little while.
0: Sounds good. See ya.
1: Bye.